What kind of church should we go to? And should we even go to church at all? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. In the studio with me are my friends. This is the Inverse Show, and we're so excited that you decided to join us. In this segment of the 13-week arc that we're in, we're looking at God's will for our life. And in this episode, we're looking at, is it God's will for me to go to church? And what kind of church? And, and how do, what does the Bible have to say about that? So we're going to read the Bible. Right? We're going to read the Bible. We're going to go to Ephesians 4. And we'll have, a, we'll have a prayer and read the Bible. And then we'll, we'll, we'll hang out together. So Jonathan, mm-hmm. uh, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. And Siku, you doing well? Yes. Okay, Israel, can you pray for us? Yeah, I'd love to pray. Thank you. I was hoping you'd call on me. <laughs> Dear Father in heaven, we pray that you'd be with us as we discuss this important topic of your will for mm. our lives and especially the impact of church and how it intersects with who we are. Mm-hmm. Join us, please, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Siku, chapter 4, verse 11 through 16, please. Of Ephesians? Yes. Okay. Ephesians 4. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. All right, mm. thanks. This is a good, good, uh, juicy passage. Thank you for reading it. Uh, I want to ask you a, a general question to, uh, uh, before we get to Jonathan. Uh, why, why should we go to church to begin with? Uh, I guess the, I start with the question because a lot of people are thinking, ah, this is going to be one of those episodes. They're going to try to get me to go out to church. If, they're, if you're not going out to church, or maybe there are people who are already going to church and I don't need, I don't need reasons to go to church. So it's kind of this, this episode is like not really. Yeah. So let's talk about this for a while before we actually yeah. get into it. There, there, it's always good to have a reflection on why we do what we do, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think whether we go to church or not, and what I appreciate about these inverse uh, episodes is I don't know how much people know, but what what is happening now is happening in real time. Mm-hmm. And so as we study ourselves, we're really gaining insights in real time. Mm-hmm. And this happens, this happens every single time we do this. And mm-hmm. so I think that as we study the topic of church and as we reflect on these things, First of all, it benefits me. It, mm-hmm. it helps reestablish and reaffirm in my life mm-hmm. why I do what I do, and I think hopefully it will do the same for mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, church is a place where every, people who believe in the same God come together and annoy each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this annoy? is annoy yeah. each other. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this is important because um, Christianity is. Oh, you did say annoy. I said annoy. Oh, I said yeah. annoy each other. Oh, uh, okay. annoy. Yeah, yeah, annoy. Okay. Interesting. Annoy. All right. right. This is important because Christianity doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? I, it's easy for me to be a Christian if, when I'm all by myself in my house with Jesus and I'm praying and, you know, committing my life to him. But Christ says that how do you people know that you're my disciples? If you have loved one for another. 
Christianity is expressed when we are interacting with mm -hmm. other people. And church is a, is a platform where pe all, all these people who say they know Jesus come together yeah. and interact with each other. And I said yeah. annoy because part of why people want to avoid church is because people can be hecka annoying, right? Yeah. They're, they're all up in your business and they, they want to know what's happening with your life and they're, you know, they have an opinion on every aspect of your life, which we've been talking about uh, yeah. this, this season is on, in every single aspect of your life, what you're going to eat, how you're going to dress, who you're going to talk to, <laughs> who you're going to date, who are your friends. People, they have an opinion about every single thing, and yeah. I don't want you all up in my business, so I'm not going to go to church. Well, if you right. want to know God's will for your life, go to church, and <laughs> you'll have multiple wills, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's been your experience, but in my experience, in, in hanging out with, with fellow young adults and ministering to campus ministry students, a lot of people don't have issues with the teachings of Jesus, the mm -hmm. teachings of the Bible, but they have a lot of issues with church people. Yeah. And you get burned a lot. Mm -hmm. And why does God use really what seems like a faulty medium to to push the the gospel forward in the world that's that's a that's the the underlying question here mm -hmm. so Jonathan we'll come to you you've been so patiently uh, I'm listening, to listening here. in it's a and meditating on um, <laughs> Ephesians four and he's talking about what I know we read it but mm -hmm. uh, summarize it in your own words if you don't mind sure um, so Paul likes the image of the body he likes to talk about the church as the body of Christ mm -hmm. obviously we are not the Literal, 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 physical body of Christ, but we are the physical um, uh, representation of Christ here on earth as He is in heaven. Mm -hmm. He He ministers through to the world through us, mm -hmm. um, in a way. And so uh, God calls His people on earth, His 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 uh, those who believe in Him, the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, at church here, uh, Paul is talking about it in this context that we are to edify uh, each other, to support each other, to grow together, mm -hmm. and to do the mission of the work mm -hmm. together. And so he goes here through different points, um, but uh, I, I like, I mean, we might be analyzing every verse. Uh, That's what we're doing now, yes. Yeah, yeah, but like verse 14, yeah. it says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So, but speaking the truth in love. So what church, one of the blessings <laughs> of church... Yeah. What's that about your class? No, it's just, you read it very quickly. So, <laughs> um, one of the blessings of a church is is that uh, we are annoying each other, that we are uh, that we have people who will make sure um, or, or that can help us not to go into the wrong direction. If I'm all by myself and I'm just focusing on on what I think is the right way, um, it's very easy to be be carried away with my personal opinion when I have other people. Like here on Inverse, we can study together. We're bouncing off ideas from each other, but we, we take it from the Word, uh, yeah. I believe. And this is what, the, what this is saying here, that the Holy Spirit is directing us into the truth yeah. and into love. Yeah, the church seems to be a, an opportunity where one individual can be integrated into a corporate community. Yes. Yeah? So they retake their individual in, in a plurality. And this is a really a mystery that is only reflected in the in the nature of God in the mm. Godhead. Mm. We have three individuals in a plurality, and there's a certain unity and in, in, in that's perfect in, in unity. Godhead. Yeah, and that's kind of reflected mm -hmm. in us. Otherwise, we become these individual monads, and again, more susceptible to selfishness, more inward thinking, and just mm. it's just between me and God, and me, 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 me. But now you're subjecting yourself to the, again annoying mm -hmm. people and being annoyed by them, and then you also annoying possibly others maybe you yes. say refine or, or refine. sharpen each other yes. you know okay anyways all right are there other aspects about this this verse the yeah. the, the there outside of that there's the the need for self-dependence or for dependence on other people mm. and i think 
we live in a society in a generation it's human nature we don't live in a society it's it's human nature that we want to not be dependent on people we want to be independent mm. but here we have a, a logical reason for the fact that we know that God wants a church mm -hmm. And we find that in, there, there in the beginning of the passage, it says, And he himself, in verse 11, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Mm. So, in other words, what Paul is saying here is, there's a purpose for why God establishes spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what's that purpose? Well, the purpose is to benefit the church. Mm -hmm. So, why the, the fact that there is giftedness in people, the fact that people have gifts... Uh, means that because we have gifts, God has designed a church for those gifts to be displayed, be used, yes, to be used. Yes. And so he uses that differently in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where he talks about the body of Christ. The, you know, the body needs the hand. Mm. In the same way that the body needs the hand, we need as individuals gifts that other people have mm -hmm. that we do not have. And these gifts, it's, it's, it's incredible to know that there are certain gifts that you have that are essential for my salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not essential just for your salvation, but they're essential for my salvation. Mm -hmm. And so God makes it, God makes it... Uh, creates a certain uh, yeah. interdependency, interconnectivity right. between the people. Yeah, yes. so that my salvation is not just dependent on myself and God, but it's dependent on another individual. Another. It, shows, it shows the helplessness of the human experience. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. that, like mm -hmm. the, the, the spiritual gifts, you know, in verse 12, it, you have this dual, I guess, a, a quote, inward for the church benefit and outward, right? For the equipment of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, mm -hmm. right? So the gifts are so that a church can reach out, be the hands and feet of Christ to the world, right? Mm -hmm. But the gifts are also for the church itself yeah, to be edified, yeah, sure. right? So it, we need to come together as a church so that we can do God's work mm -hmm. and so that we ourselves, like Israel was saying, so we ourselves can be edified. Mm -hmm. And then he says in verse 13, until we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, yes. mm -hmm. that coming to a unity of the faith, mm -hmm. it's a process. It would, mm -hmm. it, it, the way he phrases it, Till we come to that, you don't start unified, right? right. You got to work through your differences. You got to work through your misunderstandings mm -hmm. till we come to that place. So God gives us these gifts so that we can work through mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. He gives people to be prophets, some to be teachers, so that we can learn what Scripture is saying and we learn it corporately and we grow as a church till we come to the unity and we can be a, a better reflection of the unity that is the Godhead itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. in, in a way, um, I always like to look at uh, existence here on earth, on this side of heaven, in the light of the future experience that we are going to have in heaven. So God is preparing us now <laughs> to get along so that we can get along in heaven. Mm. And, and the experience of church now, it is for the process of being being built up and growing together and understanding more about God and reflecting Him better. But it's also to prepare us for that perfect unity that will be in heaven. Mm -hmm. It is to teach us, it is to give us a glimpse of what heaven will be like. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, not every church experience is that way. Let's yeah. be real. Mm -hmm. But it, that's the it's ideal. The that wants, yeah, Exactly. The to experience a glimpse of heaven. And everyone who comes should have that experience. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. really the ideal. There, well, yeah. Go ahead. There's another reason there, in addition to the unity of faith, that says, mm -hmm. and the knowledge yeah. of the Son of God. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so there's another element. It's impossible for us to fully understand who Jesus is mm -hmm. if we do not have other people that help us discover this this person of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, and so how does this happen? Um, there are there are there are many there are many experiences that kind of surface as we interact with one another, and we, the church is a global body of Christ, right. 
And when we come together, even in this, even in this group, right, there are certain things that people say that I'm thinking to myself, I never thought about it in that way. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just like, oh, man, this, I never looked at God. I never imagined God to be in this way. And so the body of Christ, as it intersects with one another, discovers new meaning of what it means yes. or of, of who God really is. Yes. God is not a Mexican-American guy living in the United States, right? He's much broader than that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I imagine, you know, uh, penguins go huddling together, <laughs> you know. When it says here in verse uh, 13, 14 that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, I just imagine these penguins gathering together and it's cold outside. And as long as they're together, they can mm. survive these winds. And the church was meant to be a contrast mm. to the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is no contrast. And the next, the logical question is, do I really need to be part of that pack if there is no difference at all? Mm-hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at what are the search parameters for God's church? Maybe the churches that you've been to and that we've been to have been imperfect, but how can I help? Or what is uh, God's will regarding how to choose a church when we stay, when, we, when you come back? Stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about church attendance. Should we go to church? After this Bible study, we're like, yeah, we should go to church. But what kind of yeah. church should we go to? Well, there's, there's, there's a reason why God uh, establishes church. Mm-hmm. And, and the, I think the bottom line answer to that is we don't know. But we find it in, in chapter 3, verse 8. This is Paul speaking. And notice what he says. It says, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, mm-hmm. the grace of God was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Just, you know, look at, the, look at what, what Paul is saying there. It, like, makes no sense. <laughs> he says, like, I am the least of the saints, meaning, like, I'm at the bottom of the hill. I'm, I'm like, at the bottom of whatever, the, the list of people, mm-hmm. the least of all saints. Mm-hmm. And it says, to me, who, who is the least of the saints, this grace was given. All right, that makes sense. You need grace because you're at the least, right? It says that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Mm. So it's like God takes the least of all of the saints, and he says, I want you to preach something that is not even searchable. Mm. Like, do, you're, you're bad, you're the least, and then do something that is impossible to do. Mm-hmm. So why does he do that? Then it says in verse 9, and to make all men see. I love that word see, because it's not to make all men know. It says to make all men see, or not all men hear. It says to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all through Jesus Christ. So basically what Paul is saying is there's this mystery that has been hidden in Christ. From the very beginning of time, this was God's secret. The secret is now revealed through the church. How is it revealed through the church? It's revealed through the church in an extremely mysterious way that God will take a person who is the least and will then cause this person to do something, to speak something that's mm. unsearchable. Mm. In this mysterious process of the least, trying to share that which is unsearchable, something happens. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he says what, what happens there. To, intent, to the intent in verse 10, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by or through the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. So he says what God does is 
He takes a person, Paul, and, and, and if you read the beginning of chapter 3, it's even more intense. God takes Paul. He changes Paul's life. He says, you're the least person. And because you're the least, I'm going to give you this thing called mm -hmm. grace. With this thing called grace, you're going to preach to mm -hmm. the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And as you do something, as you do this mysterious, nonsensical thing, what's going to happen is that the wisdom of God is going to be revealed. This is like, what's the wisdom of, how is the wisdom of God revealed? The wisdom of God is revealed that in the church, in these interactions where God takes you who is the least, you who is the least, you who is the least, and me who is the least. He gets us all together and something that is impossible to happen mysteriously happens. The wisdom of God is manifested in that salvation mm -hmm. takes place in a corporate setting through the grace of God in the changing of an individual from something th through an impossible process, through this mysteriously impossible process. And so the, the reason why the church is necessary is because a mysterious thing happens when people who are sinners come together and sinners make saints out of each other. I mean, you're hitting the, the, the jugular there. The focal point, the touch point is something happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we don't know what it is. Something happens yeah. at church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't know how, why, where, all, any of these things, but something happens, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and it happens at church. I, I appreciate that. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, 25. Um, I want to divert a conversation on how do we find this church. Mm -hmm. Really, after Israel's exposition of Hebrews 3, the mystery <laughs> can happen, or Ephesians 3, it can happen anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But there are parameters of, 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 of where this mystery takes place. Uh, let's, let's go to Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And Siku, can you read that for us? And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, so let's take, let's take church attendance uh, really raw. It's not about church attendance, mm -hmm. not about church membership, but what's, what are some principles we see from that verse? Yeah, Jonathan. I mean, verse 24, I love it. It says here, let us consider one another. Mm. Okay. Church, Plurality, community yeah, is there. Th there's community, there is a focus on the other person. Yes. Um, and consider this person and mm. consider him someone who you want to encourage to stir up what? Love and good works. Mm -hmm. Supporting him. Not something that comes naturally to us, mm -hmm. right? And then not forsaking the assembly. Well, before, I mean, you, uh, sure. we, we were in 24. Yeah. I think the emphasis is there. Go to church, yeah. or a meeting, an assembly, and help someone else yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Which is a fundamentally different directionality than we, where people yeah. go to church today. Mm -hmm. People go to church and like, ah, I didn't get anything out of it. Right. No one ministered to me. It's, 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 but, but, yeah, I mean, it's, but. Or we just go, go to entertain, to be yes. entertained. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, sorry to interrupt. That's no, that's fine. It's just a really important point there. In verse 25, then, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, mm. and so much more as the day approaching. The day is approaching. Mm. Jesus is coming. And this world is getting messier and messier. How much more do we need community in Christ now mm -hmm. than ever before? Yeah. You know, he realized it there 2,000 years ago. Yeah. How much more today? Yeah, and so the penguins need to huddle together yes. more and more and more. It's getting colder. It's getting colder, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and and I, I took note of in verse 25 where he says, as is the manner of some. Mm -hmm. This 
thing of people not wanting to go to church. It's not a new thing, <laughs> mm. apparently. He says, as since is, the early church, yeah, That's interesting. there are people who are like about that, they yeah. don't want to go to church and assemble themselves together. It's kind of a passive aggressive, like as the matter of some, <laughs> yeah, some you know, like, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But and and I know you said in the beginning, like it's not just about church attendance, but it is. Mm. about a church attendance, mm -hmm. right? It's not just about that, but it is about church mm -hmm. attendance. Mm -hmm. That we should, you cannot, you can't have the experience that God wants you to have in the church mm -hmm. fellowship mm -hmm. alone with God in your room, right? Mm -hmm. And there is an important aspect to being alone with God mm -hmm. in your room. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in First in John, he says, you know, you say you love God. How do you know that you love God, mm -hmm. right? You only know you love God by loving your brother, right? Mm -hmm. So, our one-on-one our -on -one relationship with God that I have in my personal devotions every single day, how is it manifested? Like, what does it mean? What, what mm -hmm. weight does it carry? It's now how I interact with people when I leave yeah. my little closet and interact with other people to yeah. stir them up to love and to good works. Okay. So the people out there are listening are like, all right, all right, I, I get it, I get it. I, I get it. It's God's will for me to go to church. I got it. So where do I go? Mm -hmm. And so uh, give me some principles from the Bible. What kind of church they should go yeah. to? Are they going to go to the local 7-Eleven and talk to someone eating a you know, hot dog and be like, let's have church together? Or how does this work? You want to go to the church where Jesus is. Where Jesus yes. is. And yeah. where is Jesus, Siku? He's in the kind of church where you would have <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, Revelation. Church that follows okay. His Revelation. Okay. We have a verse. We have a Revelation verse. chapter 12. Yeah, Revelation chapter 12, he says in a weird European accent, which um, we don't know which country he's from. Verse Europe. 7. <laughs> Revelation uh, 12, verse 12, 17. 12, 17. I don't know what kind of accent that was. Uh, 12, 17. The Bible says, uh -huh. The dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of our offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's right. So here we were talking about the day is approaching. Yes. Revelation here is talking about the end times and the church of God in the last days. Yes. And it's very clear that God is saying, hey, S Satan is, the dragon, is enraged with the church. Mm -hmm. That's why it's getting colder. The penguins are, it needs a hurdle. Mm -hmm. But who are those people? Mm -hmm. Who are the people we should seek out if we want to be in God's church? Mm -hmm. Those who keep the commandments of God. Mm -hmm. Those who take the, that's the tool, take the, the Bible, Bible seriously. The Bible yes. seriously. And they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm. Jesus' truth, his message is being um, uh, seen, is being accepted mm -hmm. as it is mm -hmm. and is being lived out. And Jesus is testifying to this church. It's ministering to mm -hmm. this church, the people who are faithful to the word mm -hmm. of God. Now, with those two uh, litmus tests, that, that automatically kind of limits your, your choices there. Mm. Other Bible principles on how to choose a church. Siku, Israel. First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Okay. Talks to us about we were looking at Ephesians and we were talking about the fact that God gives gifts to His church. Yes. And so First Corinthians chapter twelve tells us about uh, it talks to us about the church of Corinth who has spiritual gifts and what we find that is significant in this passage is the fact that. Uh, this is a church that is willing to use its spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. It's a church that is acknowledging the spiritual gifts of its members. Yes. And this is actually what Paul is speaking about in 1 Corinthians 12 and also 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, yeah. which is an additional you know, yeah. spiritual. So a church, find a church that, that keeps the Ten Commandments, a church that has the testimony of Jesus, but also a church that acknowledges or, is, or wants to help you find your, your, the, the gifts that God has given you and then utilizes them for the ministry, uh, edifying, for the, edifying the, the saints, mm -hmm. and for unity, mm -hmm. and the knowledge of Jesus, and, and uses it. There's a lot of churches that just, just sit, give us your money, and then go away. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's other churches that are active and want to you know, incorporate yeah. you into their, their, I, their service. I finally have one. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when Jesus went up to heaven, right? Yes. And um, 
his parting words in Matthew chapter 28. Yes. Like, go therefore yep. and make disciples mm -hmm. of all men. Mm -hmm. You want to find a church that is following the commandments, commands yes. of Jesus. So yes. a church that has, that is missional in its, in its, oh. in its God. Not some country club that's just right. sitting there for week to week, but actually has active mm -hmm. and has, is fulfilling Jesus' mission. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else that you guys can think of? If we want to go to Luke chapter 4, verse Luke 16. Luke 4. Okay. Uh, looking at the example of Jesus himself. Luke. Um, Jesus went to church. Jesus went to church. Yes. Amen. So it says here in Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 16, 4, 16. So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So his home church. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. There are two mm -hmm. things that I see here. Actually, mm -hmm. three things. One we already talked about. Mm -hmm. it, it was his custom to go to church. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus went, whether they were going to stone him or not, mm -hmm. he was there. Mm -hmm. uh, number two. You're saying because he almost got stoned at church. Yes, he did. Exactly. Number two. So if you're being persecuted at church, go anyway. Go anyway. You're saying. Okay. You, you are a minister a to profound, other people. That's a profound point. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day that's, that connects us to the commandments. We talked about the word of God being the one that mm -hmm. guides us into the right place. Well, the Sabbath is part of the Ten Commandments, yes. and we need to look for a church that does honor the Fourth Commandment mm -hmm. as being holy and still valid. And worships the Lord of the Sabbath. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last part is, he stood up to read. Mm. He was reading the Word of God, but we have to understand, in those days, the reading of the Word of God was not everyone has his own little Bible or tablet and the Bible on it. There was one uh, scroll, and they were reading to everybody, and just like we are here discussing the Word of God, there was a communal, um, community experience in, in uh, interpreting the Word of God. It was not just me, but it was all of us together because that's how we edify each other. That's how God speaks to me, sometimes through Israel, uh, more often yes, through Rabbi. Siku, and all the time through Justin. You know, So it's like this experience that comes in a, in a group yes. together. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. These are wonderful principles, and these are. This, I think this is God's will is very clear in, in, in showing us which direction we should go. What about digital churches? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was Jesus' day. He didn't have internet, but if he had, yeah. he'd probably, you know, sit at home and just click in and watch, you watch, you know, yeah. church service through whatever.com. Well, when we, when, if we, if we had the time to just break down more of Hebrews, of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews is actually a sermon. And in Hebrews chapter six, he, he's laying, he's laying the foundation for, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And the issue that we have as human beings is we're naturally drifters. Hmm. He's saying, you know, we're drifting, we're drifting, we're drifting, and mm -hmm. forsaking the assembly of ourselves together causes the drift. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough to have worship at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can learn stuff, but church is designed to keep us from drifting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My takeaway from this episode is we need to go to church. Regardless of all the uh, exterior and whatever past experiences, Go to, Jesus, uh, go to church to find Jesus and to experience that mystery that Israel was talking about. My takeaway is finding the will of God through the Bible, going to church, experiencing Jesus, and then getting more people to experience Jesus again. A cycle, it's the cycle mm -hmm. that the Great Commission is talking about. Uh, this has been a blessing of an episode for me. Hopefully it's been for you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.